but I, but hey, listen, nonetheless, it was a it was a hit song, right? So you can't mm-hmm. think anything because you know how many hit songs have I had? Uh, wah, know, wah, wah. Wah, wah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's wrong one. <laughs> Goose egg of hit songs. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Chris Namana's Song Swap Showdown. We are so happy that you can join us all again today, whether you're watching us on our live feed or you are checking out the uh, the replay of this wherever you get podcasts or YouTube or any of those other spots. (laughs) All the places. You know, once again, we've got another really fun show all lined up for you today. Uh, If this is your first time finding the song swap show on formerly known as the Chris and Amanda show. I do want to point out because maybe you listened to the first two seasons of the show and you're like, wait a second. You guys keep saying the Chris and Amanda show, Chris and Amanda show. Well, yes, it was the Chris and Amanda show, but as of January of 2023 in this year of our Lord, uh, we have changed the name to Chris and Amanda's song swap down. So that is the name of the show. Also, if this is your first time, though, checking out the song swap showdown, well, the show pretty much works like this. I pick three songs. Amanda picks three songs. And then we swap them. We swap them with each other and we listen to them and we have a great discussion about them here on the show. And then we rate them on a sliding scale of one to five records with one being a complete dumpster fire and five being heaven to our ears and being on that infinitely amazing playlist list list or lists got that right you know if you're like me i have like 200 something playlists on spotify it's just too easy it's too easy to make a <laughs> i know playlist. i'll never get to chris status with my list uh, it's you know what it's like it's like making the mixtape and the CD mix and all that mm-hmm. like back in the day and now it's now it's just too easy. Now it's and just like boop, 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 boop. full confession, I did yeah. not even have a Spotify account until we started our show. Yeah, I know that actually because I remember being like, "Oh, do this on Spotify," and you're like, "Wait, like, what? I don't even have Spotify." You're like, "I don't use Spotify. I use Pandora," and I'm like, <laughs> "Well, that's cool, but." <laughs> However, Amanda, it's 2020. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Let's I mean, on this. you don't have to use Spotify, but, you know, it's like. When you easier. know better, you do better. <laughs> exactly. The more you know, the, the more, more you know. Absolutely. And now I'm an avid Spotify user. You are. You are. You're a Spotify <laughs> user. You are. Uh, so, Amanda. Yes. As we do every week at the show, uh, we usually pick a theme, you know, yeah. to, so something for us to work under, you know, yeah. so we can pick the songs that we want to choose. So what is this week's theme that we decided on? <laughs> this week's theme is something that is so fun because it is one hit wonders, which who doesn't love a one hit wonder? One hit wonder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're one hit wonders for the very reason they captivated us. They became that hit. And then 
And then there was no then. <laughs> and then there was no then. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say that, you know, some one-hit wonders, like, it's it's a loose term, right? Because yeah, yeah. you you doesn't mean the band is uh, first of all, I just want to say it doesn't mean the band is bad or the artist sure. is bad or anything. It just means that they had their moment in the sun for that one hit. Now it doesn't mean that they don't have other great songs in their catalog. We're just talking about in the in the sincere fact that they maybe made the Billboard top ten or the Billboard um twenty or whatever. But like they for they had their moment in the sun for like whether it was the summer or I don't know, a full year or even a couple weeks. I, I don't know. But it's like that's the one hit wonders that we're talking about. So I know some people may be like, well, they had more hits. Well, <laughs> they had some of the bit. They had they other had songs. songs. They yeah. had songs. And it doesn't yes. mean that the band was bad. But when we talk about mainstream audiences, mm -hmm. they're pretty much known by the one song. Play the yeah. ones when they go play live. Play the one song. That one song. That's, you know. And, and Let's be clear. Chris and I would both be very satisfied with having a one-hit wonder. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, mean, I would be thrilled if we, we had a one-hit wonder. Thrilled. We are not one knocking one-hit wonders. No. We would I mean, gladly accept that status. I wouldn't mind living off the spoils of one song for the rest not, of my life. Like, I fine. Mean, right? Fine. That's right. Yeah. I mean... Who doesn't want to work smarter and harder? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we're not we're not criticizing a one hit wonder. In fact, we're thanking them for these songs. Yes, a hundred percent. And I I think we well, I think Chris, you pulled some really great one hit wonders from your list. And mine is very Amanda-ish. Yours and, is very Amanda. And I went country, <laughs> as Amanda well, often does. Right, but that's your that's your lane. Right. That's what you listen to. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that so chris <laughs> i'm really itching to get into your right. first song because it's it, it made me my favorite of the list i thought it might be and so once again you know keeping with the theme of the of the the, the episode so and we know these are one hit wonders so sometimes it's hard because it's like they were played everywhere you yeah. know so let me ask you this had you ever heard this version of the song I absolutely did. Okay, and so when right. it went on your list, when you sent it to me, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the song. And when I typed in the credential, sure enough, it was. And it came out in that really, that time of Amanda's young adulthood. And so I would have had to have been living under a rock to have not heard this song, which right. we all know Amanda has lived under rocks, like, and missed very popular songs, but this one, <laughs> this one I had heard before and I dig it. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, you know what? Let's, let's get into this. Woo! Listen so, to that. Alien Ant Farms version of Smooth Criminal. It's, it's good. It's I good. like that you like this. I it's wasn't sure. Good. I wasn't sure. But this just goes to show your growth as... As there, a music connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, there is something about the edge of this version of it that I really appreciate. And because this is an edgy song originally. Yeah, I agree. For a, for a Michael Jackson song, this was definitely an edgier one. Yeah, so they took it to this place that at the time when it came out and I liked it, it wasn't super overwhelming. 
No. There's not really yelling or anything in it. It's just no. a really fast-paced boom 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 version yep. of smooth criminal which somehow i wrote on my list smoth criminal like s-o-m-t-h <laughs> like it's a sloth or something a sloth criminal <laughs> sloth criminal i mean and if anyone's seen a sloth there's no way a sloth can be a criminal because darn they're cute <laughs> sloth it's like that what was that movie with the uh with the animals and they're like and the sloth was in like the dmv or something like that <laughs> How would a perfect character to play that particular scene? I know. And it just, yeah, it, it's crazy. So to think of a sloth during this very fast-paced smooth criminal is really funny. Yeah. I, uh, you know what? So this is a band that, like, I'm not going to say I was an Alien Ant Farm sure. fan at all. Like, I didn't even know who they were <laughs> until this song came out. And mm-hmm. I thought the video was funny. I think it's a really good take on the song. Like, it is a dark song to begin with, and I mm-hmm. thought that they just brought a whole level, obviously punked it up a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, this was kind of came out during, like, the time of that, quote, unquote, new metal, whatever, you know, if you want to <laughs> call it new metal, and you. Um, and so they sort of fit in a little bit with that with that sound, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I always liked it. It's always been on a playlist of mine, I you know, when I go to, uh, you know... Uh, whenever there's a jukebox around at a bar or whatever, um, I usually yeah. put this in my rotation because you know people get it and people are like, oh they yeah, do. And, and everybody knows the song and it's not like they changed it so they changed it enough to like kind of make it their own sound, but yeah, like Absolutely. everybody like the whole verse and the chorus and you you know it's smooth criminal, very you know? much so, and it, they just edged it up. They definitely edged it up. So this this song actually, so this is pretty much the one. So when we talk about one hit wonders, right? Mm-hmm. So. This is pretty much the song that the band is known for. Like, so, sure. you know, once again, not that Alienate Farm didn't have other songs and mm-hmm. all that. But when you talk about mainstream, like, notoriety, this is the song that they're known mm-hmm. for. So, funny enough, though, the song wasn't, like, a top 10 hit, but it was in a top 23. So, ranked number 23 on the U.S. charts. However, in the U.K., it charted at number three in the U.K. Ooh. Yeah. So our friends over in the UK really liked this song enough that it made it to number three. Um, and this was actually not even their first single off this record. Their first single was the song Movies, which I like that song. I've heard that song, but it wasn't the first song I had heard by Alien mm-hmm. Farm either. That was actually like the second song I'd heard. This was definitely the first song. Um, but basically what happened was is the Los Angeles radio station KR, KROQ, K-Rock, uh, started playing Smooth Criminal instead of their first single movies, uh, which led to a great deal of exposure and prompted them to release it as a singles, as a single movies. The song Movies was re-released later to take advantage of their new fame. This song was included on their first album, which was released on an independent label. When they were signed with a big record company, they included it on their first major label release, Ant Ant Antology. Ant- <laughs> 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 um so he said over the years, Alien Air Farm had played a, a lot of quirky covers over the, over the years. And when they started, they tried to play different covers at every show. Some of the bands they covered would be Weezer, Bad Brains, The Police, and Sade. 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 <laughs> Sade. Um, but uh, it's funny. It's funny. They they actually, so there's a little bit too here from Song Facts. Is that the video does poke fun at Michael Jackson, but they made sure to get his permission and keep it lighthearted. Some of the musical cliches 
that they make fun of are Bubbles the Chimp and the Moonwalk. When Michael Jackson saw the video, he asked at the scene with the boy in a surgical mask be removed because it made fun of his medical condition. They took it out, but Jackson decided he liked it the way it was. And in the end, there were two videos, one with the mask and one without. This song was nominated for a Grammy for Best Hard Rock Song. Look at that. One hit wonders doing wonders. Unbelievable. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I like it. I really like Are we rating these songs this week? We are rating them, yes. Okay, okay. So I'm going to say Smooth Criminal, Alien Ant Farm, which what, what a name. What a name for a band. Yeah. Cracks what a me name. up. AAF. <laughs> AAF. Um, <laughs> I, I, I put Michael Jackson's version at a five. Okay. Okay. And so to make this song a five, even though it was a one-hit wonder and did wonderful things and it has a presence, very strong presence. It's not a five to me, but it's certainly a four record song. Four records. All four right. records. I appreciate this. It takes me back to like nowhere. Does that, that probably doesn't make sense. So let me explain. Yeah. Well, this was released in 2001. So it, it was. might take you back to those early times. It was, but it doesn't take me, as we know, Amanda usually has some sort of story that goes along with the song and it takes me back to a very specific time in Amanda's life where this song doesn't really do that. It just takes me back to nothing. It mm-hmm. just makes me sing it. Okay. So it, it's weird to me. So it, it has a thumbprint in my life, but it's not necessarily with an event or a story. Mm-hmm. So for records, it's good. Alien Ant Farm, well done. All right. Well, there you go, <laughs> Alien Ant Farm. You have the approval of one Amanda Sharp who likes your version of Smooth Criminal Albeit it's one record less than the original version, but still not bad considering it's coming from Amanda Sharp. Agreed. And the original version. You have won the heart and mind of Amanda Sharp. Absolutely. And the original version is by a master of music. So it's hard to get to the same level. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that as far as covers go, it's it's a good it's a good version. It's it is fun. very and it's good fun version. to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good alternative. All right. Well, very good. So four records for Alien Ant Farms smooth criminal by the one and only amanda sharp all right moving in to your first song to me this week is the wilkinson's with 26 cents so um i said boy if this <laughs> isn't an amanda song <laughs> 100 an amanda sharp song and you know what this song had kind of fell off my radar and ashley feller is actually listening to us now she's saying hey y'all good morning and so is mark ronick and so i forget the question that you posed in our facebook group shameless plug for our facebook group over there (laughs) yes you asked him a question like whether it was a song that rounded you or made you feel better during Mm -hmm. certain times and ashley actually mentioned this song and i go oh my gosh i had forgotten all about it and so that's how this is on this list well so i had (laughs) shocker (laughs) i had never heard this before however however you want to take this next comment is on is up to you i definitely feel like this is a song i would hear like you know shopping in target or walmart or someplace (laughs) like that maybe it probably did maybe jc penny i don't know (laughs) JC Penney's? Yes, JC Penney's. Yes, I was just out. in I was just in JC Penney yesterday shoot, <gasps> suit shopping. So yes, I never heard 26 cents before. So this was new experience for me. <laughs> He's got a new experience. 
experience. As far as the song goes. But I will tell you, so this song was released in 1998. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was, I felt like the song had a 90s feel to it. And you know how I always say, I, I sometimes struggle trying to identify yeah. where country songs are, mm-hmm. like fall into decades. And so I was like, there is, but this, I felt like, I think this is in the 90s. So I was, I pleasantly surprised myself uh, by finding out it was released in 1998. And on top of that, they are a Canadian band. They are Canadian. So, and we've all, and when, you know what? It's hard because I don't often think about like our friends from up north releasing yeah. a lot of country music, but there yeah. are, and we've, mm-hmm. we've actually showcased a lot of them on the show. So I'm still, you know, I always feel like the country artists came from the same, like, you know, a few states here in America, yeah. but like, <laughs> you know, but our friends up north also have done a really good job producing like for sure um, country inspired music. So this was actually went to number one for one week, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. by definition makes it a one hit wonder. Just let me be very absolutely, clear. <laughs> absolutely makes it a one hit wonder. Um, they are a family trio that were founded in 1997, consisting of father Steve Wilkinson and his children, Amanda and Tyler Wilkinson. Amanda. <laughs> That's my. <laughs> what, you're a Wilkinson? Nope. No, just oh, Amanda. Uh, oh, okay. Just Amanda. <laughs> yeah. The band signed yeah. to Giant Records and soon recorded their debut album, Nothing But Love. While all their music would be quite successful in their native Canada, their debut hit, was their first single and their biggest hit south of the border. And all of this information is coming from countryuniverse.net. So uh, the Wilkinsons were the fourth Canadian country act to score their first number one hit in as many years following Shania Twain, Paul Brandt, and Terry Clark. They hit the scene with a perfect single to showcase their familia or family harmonies. I don't know if that's a typo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, this goes on. I'll just say, you know, 26 cents basically is uh, it said it goes on this joke about there used to be this thing called cell pay phones. And at the time of the song's released, they usually cost a quarter. The song is built around the touching idea of a mom's farewell letter to her daughter uh, who moved out on her own. The letter includes a penny for your thoughts and a quarter for the call. Should she get lonely and want to reconnect with her mom? What a what a what a lovely backstory. Or call like, your mom. Call your mom. Call your mamas. Call your mom. (laughs) This was where this was a band that literally left their mother behind as they hit the road, made the song all the more endearing, which I'm sure was what their father was aware of when writing it. It's not quite (laughs) sitting 26 years later, but in 2022, it gives me all the feels. Even communicating technology hasn't held up as well as the sentimental lyric behind it. This earned the Wilkinsons a gold record in the United States and Canada for nothing but love. the album's second single, Fly, the Angel Song, went to number one in Canada and top 15 in America. The band would only score one more top 40 single in 1999. Jimmy's got a girlfriend from their second album. So thank you very much, countryuniverse.net, for this, because I was trying to find some information about the song, and this came up right away. Um, <laughs> so my thoughts on the song. So it is a, I, it is a very sweet and endearing song. It definitely, you know, you get a little emotional about it, but the quality of the song itself, it's, you know, my, where my cup of tea and I, I, I'm all for a soft ballad and all that. This just didn't do it for me in a sense of, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't latching onto it. I thought the lyrics were sweet and very sentimental. I, I definitely get the, the story behind it. Um, I don't necessarily know if I would 
this would be a, a go-to for me. <laughs> um, but I, but hey, listen. Nonetheless, it was a hit, it was a hit song, right? So you can't mm-hmm. think anything because you know how many hit songs have I had? Uh, wah, know, wah, wah. Wah, wah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's wrong one. <laughs> Goose egg of hit songs. So kudos to the Wilkinsons for even scoring a number one hit, and then also going on and actually having some other hits. Um, so for me though, I would give this song my personal taste is that it's going to get three records. Okay, that's right. I, I can't give it two because listen, it's a hit. And I don't think the song is awful. It just isn't mine. Um would I skip it is the Ooh. next question. Mm, if I'm not in the mood to hear something like this, I'm gonna skip it. Yeah. Because it's a little, it's a it's a little, you know, I think you gotta be in a mood. You know what I'm saying? This is this is a mood. Yeah, this, this is, is a, mood. a mood. And this is probably, you know. For some people, like their warm blanket of a song, and I get it. I absolutely get it. I think we all have our warm blanket songs. By the way, that's another good theme for a show. Warm blanket warm songs. Warm blanket songs. Wa- wa- Ooh, warm, comfy blanket songs. Um, it wasn't mine. So I, <laughs> I'm giving it three. I'm going to give it three records. You know, it could have been worse. So I receive your three records. Yeah, I can't give it two because two to me starts get, dipping into like the song's bad quality. And I don't think it's a bad quality a of the song. girl quality. Yeah. yeah well, that's. <gasps> Well, it, this song's not corny, unlike Uptown Girl, which is totally corny. Oh my gosh! So, oh, Chris. <laughs> hey, three records. Hey, it's three for records. a very sentimental, very country-sounding song. I'll take it. Okay. I'll take it. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll receive it. Are you you're receiving my three records? I'm receiving them. Kind of reluctantly, but you're receiving I'm it. receiving it because it, okay. it, it's very mm-hmm. niched. Mm-hmm. It's very, very niche. So, but hey, it was a one hit wonder and they did do some other f- successful ish things, but definitely this is, this oh, is yeah. their song. Their yeah, song. Yeah. Yes. All right, Chris, your second song mm-hmm. To Be With You by Miss the Big. <laughs> <laughs> uh <Uh-oh. laughs> Listen, See. listen. Hold on, little girl. Oh. Show me Gosh, who Stand up, did not girl. listen to that song and Broken feel it? Come on. I mean, even if you weren't in a Make moment of this of type of on, feeling, baby. yeah, you pretended you were. Absolutely. Come on. <laughs> You you fell into this. Yes. To this, this is a song that I wish I could sing like this because <laughs> I want to sing it really good at karaoke, but it doesn't come out like that. In my head, it sounds great. <laughs> In real life, it's like, ah. This has so many. I know. It has so much fun element to it. It's, yes. But it's so passionate. Oh, so it's all, this song digs deep. You can hear it. You can feel it. You just you feel it with like a fist almost. And again, whether you're in the moment of really going through something like this or not, you're you magically are like transported to to that scene. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, Mark Ronick checking in with great song, Chris. (laughs) Thank you, Mark. It's you feel it, like Mark. Didn't you feel this song? Hold on, little girl. Yeah, and what a what a line. I know. Broken heart can't be that bad. Like, yeah. oh, 
but but <laughs> but <laughs> but I know. Oh, it's classic. It this is you know why why didn't they produce more better songs so they did <laughs> but once again if we're talking about the definition of one hit wonders right mm-hmm. right, right, right one hit wonders being not necessarily that the band didn't produce a lot of great songs and a lot of awesome music but, but just that a song broke through like really broke through right which you would think by default would help other songs Break. I guess I do think well, one hit wonders are right. very interesting because there's the one hit wonders that are really that and like there were no other good songs. Yeah. Sometimes. Right. But other times you just go, man, you would have really thought that that would escalate, I guess. But when you go viral, it doesn't mean that you stay viral. No, no, it's not. It doesn't always mean that. And oftentimes, too, what happens is and this is in the case of Mr. Big, is that this song as great of a song as it is, does not sound like typical Mr. Big stuff. <laughs> like, Mr. Big is a rock band, definitely from the 80s, like, like hard rock band. Um, I wouldn't call them metal, but, like, they're a hard rock band. Sure. And they, um, they really, like, just, they're all virtuosos. I mean, Billy Sheehan, the bass player, is one of the greatest bass players. Like, you would have to really listen to some of their other stuff. It's fun. It's it's rocking. Um, Paul uh, Paul Gilbert, guitar player, awesome. Eric Martin, who sings, obviously, you can tell he's got a great voice. Mm-hmm. They are all, all like basically, it's a band of all players who are like the best at what they do. And this band was sort of what you would call super group back in the day. This was off their second record, Lean Into It, and um this wasn't even the first single on the record they kind of were didn't even really like the song they actually made it the last song on the record and they reluctantly sort of released it and of course there you go blew up blew up actually so reached number one on the u.s charts and number three in the uk and released in 1991 right on the cusp of you know, Nirvana really mm-hmm. blowing the doors mm-hmm. open and kind of putting I wouldn't putting the putting the nail in the coffin for a lot of these bands that were kind of like in the mid to late 80s, like doing the hard rock thing. And then, um, you know, and this was like the year right before, like a lot of these bands were basically like, yeah, that's not a radio hit anymore. <laughs> like that's not cutting through. Um, but yeah, this this is a great song. So just you know the 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 story behind it though the true story behind the song uh, as according to songfacts.com is uh Mr. Big League singer Eric Martin wrote the song when he was still a teenager. He was 16 or 17 <gasps> in his estimation Cute. and the girl was Patricia Reynolds and he had it bad for her as he said. He said we were really 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 good friends. Uh I was totally enamored with this woman. She was beautiful, smart, I mean brains, beauty, break down the walls, made me crawl up on my belly like a reptile. <laughs> I just love this woman. But she just wanted to be my friend. She friend zoned them. Uh, we have tons of boyfriends. Uh, she, oh, sorry, she'd she'd have tons of boyfriends, and maybe she misconstrued my p- promiscuity for love. But I wanted to be the knight in shining armor. That's what I was—a knight in shining armor. But basically, I didn't get my feet wet. I wrote it about how I would have done anything just to be more than a friend and a confidant. This is so, sad. <laughs> guys talking to all these guys you got you guys all know who you are out there we've all been there we've all been there this is 
This is a tale as old as time. <laughs> friend zone. <laughs> hey, but let's remember, Marcus was my friend first, and he broke that barrier. Broke that barrier. Broke that barrier. He broke it. Broke broke you down. He, he, he regrets that decision every single day. <laughs> <laughs> but he broke it. <laughs> yeah. Now, they – so it's hard to say that – I will say, though, they did – now, anybody who's a real Mr. Big fan out there, actually, like, they did a follow-up to the song, which is another great song off this record. It was called uh, Just Take My Heart, and it actually did crack the top 20. It went to number 16. Um, but as far as a number one hit, this is, like, their only number one hit. Like, number one hit. Recognizable. Like, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, what, a, what a classic. Yeah. They, uh, Eric Martin completed the song. He wrote the song with Dave Graham, a songwriter, um, uh, that he'd, uh, public that he had collaborated with. And, uh, Graham was at, it was in a Beatlemania show and he played with Paul McCartney. He said he played the song for Paul McCartney. The cassette demo made Martin. Oh, sorry. He wrote a song. The cassette demo Martin had made of to be with you, uh, was in a folk vein. When Graham heard it, he thought of the Beatles song, give peace a chance which uses spare and improv percussion and group chorus. He suggested they do something similar to be with you. And it worked giving the song a distinct sound that draws out the story. Mm. So always goes back to the Beatles. It really does. Always Man, goes back to the Beatles. To, to the music industry. They, yeah. Oh, I mean, we love them, so we're not surprised, but right. I, it, great song, Chris. I honestly had forgotten about this song. And even when I looked at the name, it didn't click until I pressed the play button. And I was right. like, oh, my, this is so magical. So <laughs> I was so happy that you put this song because this needs to be on my playlist. And it just wasn't because I had forgotten about it. Yeah, it's a great, great song. And that's oh, the thing, too, right? Okay. We often talk with well, you just said it like one hit wonders. We do forget about them because, yeah. I mean, this song was released in 91. I mean, I remember. You couldn't go anywhere without hearing no. every radio station played it because they were a rock band. So you heard it still in all the rock stations yeah. and then all the mainstream pop stations then picked it up and they were playing it, including like late yes. FM and all those. Like this was a true crossover song that just about any he crossed all genres in that sense. And so it was everywhere and anywhere for like pretty much that full year. It's and then Nirvana so- happened. <laughs> fair, very fair. But this, this I think still holds up. I think mm-hmm. the music of it holds up. The words of it holds up. When you turn it on, you can't help but start yeah. belting it and feel it. So I, I might be a little off with this rating, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I am giving this a five record. I may have some people who disagree with me and say this is not a five record song because I'm almost doubting myself, but I feel it in my gut. This is a five record song. Wow. Yeah, I I, uh, I would tend to agree with you because it's such a great quality song. And I actually, you know what I used to always think when this came out too, is I used to be like, man, could you have pictured like Janis Joplin singing this song? Like, this could have been a Janis Joplin song, like yeah. un, as well as a beat, like, but like, cause he, his got his vocals and Janice's vocals are like that raspy, like it's the raspy, really yes. good. It, and maybe that's why I feel it so much. I am not sure. Dave. Dave, wait, wait I, a second. Wait a hold, second. I, hold the phone, Dave. <laughs> hold the, to be with you. <laughs> I, Dave what? Mattingly, who like, 
when I put this question in our Facebook group, listed about 300, well, not really 300, but he listed a giant list of one-hit wonder songs. Wow. All and right, he's Dave. saying, I never heard that Mr. Big song before. Dave. Wow. Shocked. I, shocked. I'm truly shocked. Dave knows everything. I never thought the day would come. Dave knows everything. So you're going to have to let us know, Dave, what you think when you listen to this song in its entirety. Yeah. I would love to know how you write this song, Dave. So if you wouldn't mind doing a little homework for us and, and getting back to us, that would be phenomenal. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> so I gave it five records, but I also have this history with it that I think lands me at the five records. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I just heard it in the very first time if I would have landed on a five record. Right. Mm. Well. I'm glad. I'm glad you put it in it. In okay, in the early '90s, I was listening to other things. Nope. Fair. Fair, Dave. Very fair. fair. Very fair. Um, a Mr. Big was totally on my radar. I remember I got this record when it came out because I was a Mr. Big fan already. Mm-hmm. So when this was released, I was like, "Oh, cool, second uh, Mr. Big record," and I got it and I loved it. And then I remember the song being on there. I'm like, "Oh, this is cool." Like, I, it was a nice way to close the album, you know, because it's a sure. Cult. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, boom, <laughs> release it as a single. And, it, you know, as a second single, I think, actually, I don't even think it was a second or third. Yeah, it was the it was only issued as a single after Radio Station started playing it, actually. So the first That's... single was was the song Green Tinted 60s Mine, which I love that song, too. But um, doesn't it just shows like you just you. never know what's going to go. Exactly. Put it never out know. there. Just put it out there, people. Got to put, it, put out it out there. there. Got to put it out there. So. All right. Well, five records. So so far, five you've records. given me a four record and a five record rating on my 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 two picks. I'm feeling, feeling a little confident. I'm feeling That's a little right. confident. I'm feeling a little <laughs> confident. So before we dive into your second song to me, I do want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor, <laughs> Campsite.bio. Now, if you're a regular listener of the show, you know that we absolutely love Campsite.bio. We talked them up big time, and not only do we just talk them up and that they're a sponsor of the show. But we've also been active users of campsite.bio for pretty much over a year. Um, I absolutely love it. I know Amanda's gotten to love it as well and has used it. And literally, if you are looking for a place to convert more followers into customers um, with a link in your bio tool that is pretty much created just for you, well, campsite.bio is absolutely it. Um, If you want all kinds of integrations, campsite.bio has it. You want to integrate your YouTube channel, your Spotify playlist like we do. Um, if you are a content creator, you literally can put links to all your different projects, all your different ways to support you. And by the way, Amanda, I don't know if you knew this. You know, Tell now me. being content creators, like we have our campsite, uh, we have our uh, our buy me a coffee. Yeah. You know, other ones have Patreon. But you know what? You can actually add a tip jar right onto your campsite. That Cha-ching. So if you <laughs> want to tip a creator for being such an awesome creator for all the work they do, you can actually integrate that into your campsite.bio. But guess what? You don't have to just be a content creator to use it. Pretty much anybody can use it, um, whether you're a brand manager, a marketing director, um, somebody involved in running multiple accounts for your business. That is 100% the way to go. Campsite.bio, completely customizable. Uh, you can build it to fit your brand. You can put the colors in. You can do all kinds of stuff. And you can also integrate all kinds of tracking behind the scenes. Lift up that hood. Integrate away. It is great. And I just I can't say enough great things about it. I mean, for us, 
like I said, we are personally using it. Mm-hmm. And not only do we have our show, Song Swap Showdown, on it, but I have my own personal business stuff on it. I have a couple trade organizations that I'm uh, mm-hmm. a member of also running their accounts. I have clients on campsite.bio. So very multifaceted. Absolutely love it. Definitely blazing fast bio link made your way. So add campsite.bio to any of your social sites now. And guess what? If you use the link in our show notes below and the little code, you get $10 off a pro plan. It's completely free to sign up and try Mm -hmm. out. But if you want to take the next step, get the pro plan, which I highly recommend. Get $10 off using the coupon code and the link in our show notes. Amanda Sharp, any oh last God. words on our friends from Campsite? You just kill it when you do all that. And I just want to reiterate like how easy it is. Like five minutes or less, you got yourself a customizable link that you can put where you only have so much real estate. Like on IG, you have room for one link. Let it be this that sends everybody to all the other resources. So we love campsite.bio and we thank you for being our sponsor. Absolutely. 100%. So thank you so much. And Thank you all for listening and supporting our sponsor. All right, let's get back into the show. Here we go. Your number two song to me. Yes. I got to tell you this. I I, Shocker. Another shocking. (laughs) I had never heard the song or this band. Um, Leave the Pieces by the Wreckers. Now, I got to tell you two things You're not sure that I was a little worried when I heard so much fiddle in the beginning <laughs> sometimes too much fiddle it gets I get nervous I hear I have a fiddle in the band yeah I, I hear I mean I don't mind a fiddle in a band I, I respect the instrument but sometimes there's a little too much fiddling understood sometimes it's a little too much and I'm like uh, I don't know am I gonna am I gonna get fiddled out of this song <laughs> But I'm gonna I was get not fiddled out of the song. But I was not fiddled Here's out. Of this song. Uh I was not fiddled out. I actually didn't realize Michelle Branch was in this. Yes, this was very interesting, Michelle, right? Really interesting. And I will tell you that I. Uh, there was another thing about this song that I noticed. I don't know if most people notice it. So, for anybody out there listening right now who's like into music, if you're listening live, let me know if you guys know the song and if you feel the same way I do. I felt like the song had a lot of Led Zeppelin influence to it. When you take out the fiddle, <laughs> but I'm serious. When you think, when you listen to the chord progressions and the way it's played, it feels very much something off of like Led Zeppelin three, by the way, which Led Zeppelin three is a little bit more of like a rock folk record. Hmm. And I felt like this had a lot more Zeppelin undertones to it than I think most people interesting I don't know if I'm the only one to ever noticed that but I listened to this song a few times and I said this sounds a little bit like hey hey what can I do that off of uh, Led Zeppelin interesting 3. I think that's off Led Zeppelin 3 um, anyway I like this song I'd never heard it before that is amazing and I liked it and then when I did the deep dive my deep dive recently Deep dive. <laughs> um, I realized uh, I was like, "Wow, Michelle Branch is was in this." So, uh, Michelle Branch, uh, according to some facts at the time, had put her solo career on hold in 2004 and formed a country music duo called The Wreckers with her good friend Jessica Harp. They had her debut album ready to go in 2005, but their label, Maverick Records, was in flux, which caused delays. The album Standstill looked pretty. Finally appeared in 2006 with 
Leave the Pieces issued as their first single, both the single and album went gold, but the delays and rep record label dysfunction took a toll on the duo who by 2007 weren't on speaking terms. Ah, uh, that stinks. After finishing yeah. their tour, established uh, mm. a shrouded in a cloud of conflict, they split up. The pair didn't patch things up until 2017 when Harp appeared on stage at one of Branch's shows. This song was written by Billy Austin and Jennifer Hansen. It's a heartbreaker. The singer, singer knows it. It's working it out with her guy, and she asks him to call it off so she can move on. She had just one request. Leave the pieces when you go. This was a number one country hit for her um, on this record. This was a number one. So is this a one-hit wonder? Well, if you're going to say it's a one-hit wonder for the wreckers. <laughs> yeah. It's a one-hit wonder for the wreckers. <laughs> and, you know, it's unfortunate that the delays and kind of the debacle with the company caused some of probably the drama that led yeah. to them kind of breaking up as a duo because you like think of how excited you are you want to you know just move on and and promote and if you can't do that I mean the stress of that had to be significant yeah I would say I mean listen it's never easy right and then you got to go on and put a show on and, and perform yeah. and and you know and it's listen you're you're a professional right you gotta go out you do that you do what you're supposed to do people paid yeah. money like they don't care about your personal problems like yeah you know, but I, I get it's hard. I mean, you're an artist, you're creative. And, you know, sometimes that tension works right. and creates beautiful music. Mm-hmm. And other times it's it's too difficult. So, yeah, it's it's sad to hear because I think that I I, I would have liked to kept hearing more from them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I found this song interesting. Like, I liked that. Once again, I, I don't know if I'm the only one to notice it, but I was like, wow, I definitely hear some like Zeppelin-esque uh, tones in here when I listen to that song closer and I think for anybody that listens to Zeppelin or, you know, anything in that genre or like around that time, I think if you listen to this song, I think you're going to hear it, too. Um, if you can get by the fiddle playing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, nothing, I got nothing against the fiddle. I, I I like the fiddle. I just I think sometimes it's very overused in some sure. of these country songs to a point of like obnoxiousness and completely overpowers the song. I think I think everybody can agree with me. Sometimes the fiddle is a completely overused instrument. Fair. And oftentimes not mixed very well into these records and I completely takes over it, a song. Yeah, it has its place in country music, but with certain country songs. So I, I agree. Like every country song doesn't have yeah. to have a fiddle. And I think somebody, sometimes by default it goes in there. And I, <laughs> I like the edge of this song very much so. Yeah, it definitely has a rock, like yeah. I said, rock feel to it. So I, I like this song. It would not be skipped. <gasps> Ooh. It would not be skipped. In fact, I even took the extra step of liking it on Spotify. Ooh, look at Chris go. <laughs> I pressed that little heart and I liked it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you uh, did. I like the song. I think it's really good. Um, I don't think it's a five, but it's definitely a four. A hundred percent a four. I, I agree with that. I agree with that tremendously. Yeah, I think it's a it's a really and it may turn into a five for me at some point, but um it's a solid, solid four for me. I mean, I think it's a cool song. And I'm I'm kind of I'm like wow I want to there I'm gonna dive into the whole record or EP yeah. or whatever this you know um, I want to check it out more because I'm like ooh this is cool <clears throat> hopefully you know if they respect the the fiddle levels as they did in the song <laughs> I got a little I'm not gonna lie I got a little nervous I was like and now oh, I gotta go re-listen oh, oh, to a whole, everything <laughs> oh, a whole lot of loud fiddle uh, in this beginning and then it, and then it, it settled it down it settled down. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, four records though would leave the pieces. I'll take it. Yeah, I may maybe even go to a four point five. Ooh. I, I mean, it's it. got a lot of good thinking elements. About, thinking about it even more now, I'm like, it's a cool, it's catchy too. So, you know, it I, is catchy. I'm gonna go four point five. I'm gonna amend. I okay. Let the record look at you go. State show. I don't know. <laughs> I'm amending. <laughs> I'm amending my report to a four point five. That's my rating. I like 4. that. 5. Hey, leave the pieces by the record. Leave the pieces by the record. Four point five. Right. I like it. All right. So, Chris. My- my fifth and final song. Um, okay. So this was the only one of the three I didn't know. Okay. So I w- once again, wasn't sure because it's hard when we're talking about one hit wonders. Yeah. It's, it's difficult because they usually will play them all over and it's just, yeah. it's, sometimes it's hard to escape them. But this one was a little bit more edgier than what I probably would have been listening to on the radio. Like, I, I, I don't feel like I would have been listening to stations that would have had this. Because Problem. to your point, like, To Be With You by Mr. Big was played so much everywhere. It not was. just in one lane. And same with Smooth Criminal, even, to some degree. But this one, there's a niche to it. That's right. There is a niche to this one. The Vines Get Free, by the way. Oh, I'm so sorry if I didn't say that. Oh, hello. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. The vines get, get vines. No, there's definitely a niche, niche niche to this one. So not having heard it before isn't, I guess, a tremendous shocker. But I don't dislike the song. It's a it's a cool song. This came out in in a time in a world in a world, <laughs> in a world where there was this quote unquote whatever you want at the time it was called the garage rock revival. And bands like The Hives and The Vines. And in fact, I remember on AMTV Video Music Awards that year, they had like The Hives versus The Vines. And, and they did like this whole, they both played their hit songs at the Bees time. Bees versus The Leaves. And this was their hit song, this Get Free, which is uh, reached number seven in the uh, in the U.S. They're an Australian band. This is their only mm. their only hit song in the United States. The States. Um, this is a song that if you pretty much go to any sporting event, you will still hear played. Um, I still hear it when I go to hockey games. You'll hear it um, usually on, on power plays, things like that. <laughs> they'll, mm-hmm. they'll play it. Um, it's 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 still played a lot. It, I think it's considered more of like sort of like a sports like, you know, thing now and all that. But uh, it was a big, big song back in the day, and it was like this, like short-lived, like for like a, maybe about a year, I'd say, like this whole garage rock revival with a bunch of like the the White Stripes were kind of mm-hmm. in, in involved in that. Um, there was a, a bunch of other bands that I'm, I'm escaping my mind, but I remember that were all kind of like kind of just blew up around that yeah. time, and then it was like gone. And the Vines were like one of those bands. I. Uh, there's something about this. I don't know. Like I didn't, why is this one a hit? It's just, you know what I think it was too. It was 2002. It's got a lot of like rough, you know, it's got Nirvana esque. Okay. Kind of sounds. I mean, okay. his voice, even like the video, when you watch it, there's very, some, there's some Kurt Cobain vibes there. Okay. And I think it was just, you know, it had been a mold. long time. Like Nirvana had been gone for a while. And, I think it was just one of those things where 
people were really like yearning for something that sounded like, and it just came out and I just, yeah, I just came out at the right time sure. and hit the, the mainstream at the right way when people are kind of like looking for something that had this like punky edge, but not true punk, but like raw sounding and the song just hit, it hit. And, uh, you know, like I said, it didn't last very long, but it was, it was a hit. And like I said, at least around here, you still hear it played in like arenas and stadiums and things like that. So it's, it's kind of lives on in that realm of like jock music. <laughs> sure. sure. And I feel like this song, I hear it and I go, this isn't a terrible song. I don't love the song, but I don't dislike the song. So I'm okay with the song. And if I'm being honest, I'm going to give it like a 3.5 probably just as a song itself. I, listen, and that's fine. You know, um, not every one hit wonder i think is a great song you know i mean sometimes you are you you ask that question like how did this become a hit like how is this a hit song like that's where like because usually when you hear a song even if you don't like a song you can see where there had been elements that made it a hit or a one hit wonder there was something about it that you go i could see why this was catchy or it it was overplayed during the uh, wed, you know, daddy daughter dance, something like that, yeah. that caused it to be more successful artificially, potentially. But this one, I'm just going, wow, for this to be like more of a one hit wonder, the elements are a little shocking that I don't feel like they're there to have gotten it there. But I think if you know that backstory, like you just said, like there was a void that I think people were wanting to have filled, and it I just. Think- yeah, I mean, a lot of times these these songs are a product of their time. And, and you know, I mean, I can remember to a point of this and they were definitely a buzz band there. There's a lot of buzz around them. And I think everybody just kind of christened them as like the next coming of like rock, you know, and yeah. I think people really wanted them to be Nirvana, to be perfectly honest with you. And they Makes just sense. weren't. And when you actually listen to the rest of this record, it's like doesn't even sound like this song. So like makes sense. You know, it just they weren't like a band that uh, unfortunately, I don't think, you know, if I can remember, because I haven't even listened to this whole record in a while. The whole record doesn't sound like this song. And I think that kind of was like, oh, eh, well, let's everybody calm down. These guys are not really the next coming of Nirvana. They have one really sure. cool song and and it's a cool song. And that's kind of it. And, you know, and mm-hmm. hey, here today, gone tomorrow type of thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't think people connected to like. I, I'm not really connected to it in the way that yeah. some of the other songs that you fed me are. So it's just interesting because I don't think yeah. I would have put that on the the formula of it being a successful one hit wonder. So, hey. Yeah, it's one. Of, right. When you it hear some songs, you're like, wait a second. This was a hit. Yeah, it was yeah. a hit. It had its moment in the sun for a little bit. And that was it. <laughs> Which, again, we would take. So we're not knocking any of these songs. No. <laughs> We want to be very clear about that. So three records, three records. All right, three records. Okay, so your next song to me, (laughs) which is your final song to me. This was like, (laughs) I'm actually, I can't believe this was a, see, we're talking about it now. First of all, I've never heard this song in my life. Second of all, I can't believe this song was a hit. I don't argue that, but isn't that fun? It's fun, but. Never would have thought, like. I mean, this is, it's a weird song. Like, so this, this is, by the way, we're talking about uh, Janine C. Riley's Harper Valley PTA. Janine C. Riley's Harper Valley PTA released in 1968, charted number one in the United States yes, and number 12 in the UK. <laughs> And she said, Mama, you know, women feel this. 
Listen, I, I get it. I get it. Because I love the story behind. I mean, the, the lyrics are fantastic. They, they tell such a great story. And you know what this is really reminiscent of? So Ashley Feller, we did her review of St. Andrew's Jezebel. St. Andrew's I, Jezebel. And I feel like the storytelling is kind of very similar between the two songs. I kind of put it in the same category as that, where you can't help but appreciate it, though. Yeah. I, uh, I've never heard it before. I really <laughs> have it. I see Dave Manley checking in with Chris has never heard this. It was everywhere for years. I, <laughs> I, <Well>. uh, <laughs> it started where I was like, enough listening. of that. <laughs> Nowhere I was listening. So, uh, <laughs> it's a weird song, but I, I will say, I, I do like the story mm-hmm. aspect of the song. Um, so I, I was like, I got, I instantly have to find out the story. Like what's true. What's like, what is Yeah. So basically, um, according to songfacts.com, the country singer Margie Singleton asked Tom T. Hall to write her a song similar to Ode to Billy Joe, which she had covered the previous year. After driving past a school called Harpath Valley Elementary School in Bellevue, Tennessee, he noted the name and wrote Harper Valley PTA about a fictional confrontation between a young widow, Stella Johnson, and a local PTA group who objected to her manner of dress, social drinking, and friendliness with the town's menfolk. Janine C. Riley, who was working as a secretary in Nashville for Jerry Chestnut, got to hear the song and recorded it herself, and it became a massive hit for her. <laughs> it's like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom T. Hall is known in known as a country music storyteller and has racked up a number of solo hits, including seven number one country hit singles. In 1974, he had a 12 number 12 pop hit in the States with I Love, a sentimentalist, sentimental list of things he likes. He recalled the boot in a 2001 interview that the song was based on a true story. Uh, this is just crazy. Like, <laughs> this won the 1968 Grammy Award for Best Country in Western Vocal <laughs> Performance. It was also voted Single of the Year by the Country Music Association. <laughs> Chris is like the nuts and bolts of this do not add up. It's just, this this <laughs> had the biggest, this at the time had the biggest chart leap in American history going from number 81 to number seven in one week. <laughs> this proved to be Riley's only major pop single, mm-hmm. though she had future success on the country charts in the mid seventies. Riley became a Christian and began recording on God's country label in 1981. She recorded a gospel record from Harper Valley to the mountaintop. Throughout the 80s and 90s, she continued to be a popular contemporary Christian recording artist and performing artist. The hit inspired a 1978 film and a 1981 yes. spinoff TV series <laughs> starring Barbara Eden and Stella J- Like, I'm telling you, a woman hears this song and they're like, it adds up. Like, how, this, the dialogue between this is so genius. <laughs> You're so baffled, Chris. <laughs> I am completely baffled by this song because it's just I understand like I when I hear the story, I read the mm-hmm. lyrics, I get it. I think it's great. I love the point where she stands up, she goes to the PTA meeting, and mm-hmm. she basically calls up, "You're going to throw yes. me under the bus. Well, I'm throwing you all under the oh. bus." Like oh. perfect. It is it is the chef's kiss of like I'm you're going to throw stones at me. Yeah. So, I love that. I love that part of the song. I I just blows my mind i don't know why i guess once again 
self-admittedly, for those who listen regularly to the show, Chris is not an avid country fan. I'm not immersed in country culture. I'm not like, so the fact that this song to me was such a massive hit, it blows me away. All right. But I get it's a product of the time for sure. So 1968, I get it. It's a little racy, like 1968. So, and, and even in 2023, there are so many women who would love to go in front of a PTA and be like, and you, and you, and you, because throw stones, right? Absolutely. 100%. And, and I think you could do that. The new version of this now is TikTok. <laughs> it is. It is. And I was going to say, this song, had TikTok existed back then, would have been TikTok viral. And I could see it coming. So I'm challenging myself. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? I believe in myself to get this done. I'm going to go to Kelly Clarkston and say, Kelly, can you please do a new version of this? And I guarantee you this will be a huge hit. And because like think of her since you've been gone and all of these like her edgy like, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kelly Clarkston. Because she has her show that she redoes all these songs. Right. Right. This is going to be her next one. Okay. So, Chris is doubting You're me. Starting I hear it. You're starting the petition. You're starting the petition. I mean, I can I see, see it. Do- I see it. I see it too. I just, once again, I'm still shocked at this song. I don't know why I'm so shocked. Is and the thing is, it's not about the lyrics because I think the lyrics are fine. Although it's 1968, I just would never have pegged this song to be like it that big of a hit. I think of all of the Taylor Swift songs that you go. Mm, they're not great, but the the edge of the comments, the edge of the lyrics are what makes it successful because women go, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, Dave Manley, I think Harper Valley PTA caught on as a folksy song, a story song like The Gambler. Gambler. It is. No. I love a good story good. song. No, I, I agree. I, I like agree. a good story great song, Great point, too. Dave. It's just it's so funny, like, to me, <laughs> like, what hits and what doesn't. <laughs> and so here I'm like, yeah, I don't know, Chris, this Get Free by the Vines. I don't know how that was a hit. And here I'm giving you, like, one that I think is magnificent. And you're you're doing the same going, oh, See, isn't it funny, it. though, how we did this? Like, yeah. that our last – and by the way, I just – I got to stress to everybody that I, we really don't plan these things no. like this because we kind of go off in our own worlds and then share our lists, like yeah. – before the show, like usually the day or two before the show. And the fact that both of our number three, our last songs to each other were songs that were like, how did this become a hit? (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. And Chris, I think this may be the first show that I've given you three songs that you did not know. I did not know any of these songs. Not, not a single one of them. Not a single one of them. Amanda, Dave Manningly, Amanda, the woman gets angry at hypocrisy. Genre also led by Goodbye <gasps> Earl. Oh, I love, love Goodbye Earl. <laughs> Don't choke on those black eyed peas. <laughs> yeah, it's a great music video. <laughs> it is. And I love the TikToks that are referring to that. Like, oh, yeah. you guys can buy yourself flowers right now. No, we took care of Earl. <laughs> like, yeah, like, so great. We took care of different. Earl. Yeah, we just, yeah. that's our genre. That's our generation. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, so I have some homework to do for this show, and that is to make my idea happen. Yeah, you gotta make it happen. I mean, <laughs> you like, set it on. Mm-hmm. You set it on the show. Everybody who listens to the show, the 
by the way, I look at the stats. So there's a lot of people listening to this show. So we need you to hold Amanda accountable on this. All right. Please got- do. I'm going to do a TikTok about this. I'm going to tag Kelly. I'm going to send her a private message. She's going to be like, oh my gosh, it's going to be easier just to sing this song to stop this girl. Yeah. She's going to get desperate enough to just do it. I'm convinced. I'd, so it's- we're at February 13th at the time of this recording. Okay. February 13th at 9.15, because we always go way over on these shows because we love them so much. Yeah. You can take it to the bank that as of this day, let's see how long it takes for me to make this happen. How do you like them apples? How do you like them apples? Good challenge for me. I obviously need a new project. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, you need something new to work on. <laughs> what a way to close up this show. What a way to close the show. Well. With all of that being said, <laughs> thank you all so much. Oh, this show's just too much fun. <laughs> hey, did you even rate the song? I don't know that you rated it. Oh, you know what? I didn't rate the song. That Oh, my God. I'm ready to do thank yous. I didn't I give know. a rating. Went through all that to not give it a song rating. So, all right. Will I listen to this song again? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> the respect it. Yes, I do. I respect I respect its existence. I respect mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. It's obviously influence, huge hit. Once again, uh-huh. no hits. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna give it a three record because I don't think I would go and willingly listen to the song again. That's just me. Doesn't say it doesn't mean the song's not doesn't mean the song's bad. It's, it's not, it's not Uptown Girl quality, thank God. Um, <laughs> still not as corny as Uptown Girl. Um, it gets three records. I, okay. Okay. I I just I, okay. I'm being honest. I just can't see myself ever listening to the song really again in the sense of That's like okay. going and in, in choosing to listen to it. That is okay. The choice, the choosing of listening to it doesn't mean if it comes on on our playlist and all that. Like, I don't know if I would necessarily. See, I don't think. I, I don't know. I don't think I would skip it. I don't think it's. I don't know. I, I'm fifty fifty on a skippable part. The storytelling element of it is probably what gives it a chance for you. I do enjoy the storytelling element. I think it's great. <laughs> so that gets, that gets three records. You know what's amazing is this went number one, as you referenced, that that many people listened to it and appreciated it to make it a number one song. That just shows I agree. how people were feeling internally at that moment of 1968. Yeah. I mean, it topped both the pop and country charts. <laughs> and I'll say first first song by a female country artist to achieve that feat, by the way. So kudos for all that. So all that stuff is not lost on me. But I'm not talking about the accomplishments and all that. Like, none of that is lost on me. I'm just talking mm-hmm. about the, the song itself. And would Chris choose to, like, mm-hmm. listen to the song again willingly? I don't think so. It's not my thing, but I respect it and I like I think the lyrics are good and I like the story. I'm just not sure I would go back and willingly listen to it on my own. This needs a 2023 version. I just, I don't even know if it's that. I don't know. I'd have to see. I Let me hear Kelly Clarkson. Version. There we go. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, big dreams. Big, big dreams. dreams. Big songs on this episode yeah. of the Chris and Amanda Song Swap Showdown. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Setting the bar high. Setting the bar high. Yeah. If you're new here and you made it this long, you're welcome. <laughs> we think. We think. Yeah. All right, everybody. It's now a real sign off. 
since I did a I did a fake out. Did the fake out. <laughs> Real sign off. All right, everyone. Well, we really appreciate you all for hanging out with us today. Thank you to Mark and Ashley and Dave for chilling on the mm-hmm. live feed and participating. And for anybody else who was on the live feed but uh, didn't want to comment, that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate you taking time out of your day to hang out with us. And thank you to everybody who is checking out the replay of this, whether it's on YouTube or you're listening to the audio version wherever you get podcasts. We appreciate you sincerely for choosing to spend some of your precious, precious time listening to us rate songs and review them. (laughs) And be obnoxious. Yeah, and be obnoxious. When you could be listening to something like NPR or something (laughs) educational, you're listening to us. So we appreciate that choice. Don't don't think it's lost on us. Uh, But with that being said, everyone, thank you all so much. And we will see you next time on another episode of Chris and Amanda's Song Swap Showdown. Make sure you like, follow, share wherever you're getting the show. Have a great one, everybody. Take care. Bye, everyone. To get notified every single time we drop a new episode of Chris and Amanda's Song Swap Showdown, just hit that follow button wherever you get your podcasts. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the show, please use the email address in our show notes and we'll get right back to you. And last but not least, please feel free to follow us over on our social accounts on Instagram and TikTok at Song Swap Showdown or join our ever-growing community in our Facebook group by using the link in our show notes. Thanks for listening.